This is Life of an Architect, a podcast dedicated to all things architecture, with a little bit of life thrown in for balance. We are calling this the hypothetical show for a reason. Does it mean it may or may not exist? Oh, it exists. It exists with monkeys, zombies, and superpowers. Hi, everyone. I'm Bob Borson. And I'm Andrew Hawkins. And today we are doing what is essentially the last episode of 2019. We're wearing party hats. Exactly. In the front room of my house. Yes. It's morning time. Mm Mm-hmm. We are having a different type of beverage this morning. Caffeinated. It's caffeinated. coffees. So this is, in theory, we're not that far removed from that. This is like Christmas time. Nobody's listening to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's out either getting ready for Christmas or, you know. Or they already had Christmas. I don't actually know the is. date. Yeah. Whatever it is, they're, <laughs> they're not worried about us at this point. So essentially, that's the reason why we decided to do this show. This is just going to be a fun show. Well, that and it's a little bit easier for us as well. Let's be real. Is it really going to be, though? A smidge. It's not looking that way so far. If you are familiar with the episodes, about halfway through the year, 2019, we started doing hypothetical questions after every episode. We punted out on the other. <laughs> well, we, well, there's a reason why we punted out. Yeah. And it's because the reason we do these is it's a way for us to not be two talking heads just blathering on about something you may or may not care about. Exactly. We wanted that to kind of, for this segment, I'll call it, at the end of the episode, to help people understand who we are a little bit, help them understand that we're kind of regular people. We like to have a good time, like to have fun. Yeah. And also, we kind of viewed it, at least I view it for myself, as kind of a reward for listening to the first part. (laughs) As a listener. The listener gets the reward. Whether or not it's really a reward, I don't know, but hopefully it is. It's a reward for me because it's the one thing that I can count on for sure, that I know that I'm enjoying. We have serious conversations a lot of times during the podcast. Yeah, we do. Sometimes they feel heavy. They may or may not all be heavy, but... Yeah, they, they start to get a little overly intellectual or deep at times. Yeah. yeah and we just got to lighten the mood. I like a little of that, but I want a little levity. A little too. levity, that's right. So we decided that we would have these different segments. One used to be a, in my spare time, and we just say, well, this is what I've been doing lately. But those got to be depressing because we didn't have any spare time. Yeah. Or it was, uh, we've been podcasting, or we've been... Working more than normal. Yeah. It's like, what'd you do this weekend? I recorded podcasts. I worked on this. I worked on that. Yeah. So those got to be a drag. And maybe not for the listener. Probably so, but more so for us. Definitely. We were like, "Mm, I don't want to talk about my spare time because I don't really have any. Yeah. And so then we started saying, well, let's do the around the office in my office this week. Yeah. The problem with that was that it became kind of like a serial. You kind of needed to have listened to the previous this week in my office segments for any new This Week in My Office segments to make any sense. And if you set it up to where they don't have to have some kind of recurring pattern to them, then they're worthless. It was like, oh, This Week in My Office, I drew details, and I had client meetings, and I picked out wood floor, or whatever. specifications, and then... You know, I suppose there's maybe some interest for that, but at a certain point, everybody's doing that, and it doesn't really provide any value. If there's interest in that, listeners, let us know. Yeah, feel free to tell us. We hear from more than like one person. If three of you say, I really like that segment, we'll think about it. We'll think about bringing it back. (laughs) And then we recently recorded the Ask the Show episode. Mm -hmm. And somebody said, hey, could you talk about the music that you're currently listening to? And since I'm really into music, that was a question that we really spent a lot of time talking about. And it's possible that that could show up as 
something that An we talk about. Segment. True. Yeah. But we'll see because a lot of stuff I listen to, I don't have like constant new stuff I listen to. Sometimes the new stuff is old stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of dated a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. not so sure if you're between the ages of 18 and 36 that you're as into this album from Journey that I just rediscovered. Rediscovered. Again. So we'll see how that goes. So today, here's how it's going to work. We're going to do nothing but hypotheticals. We're going to have five for you. Two are new, and three are our favorites from 2019. The greatest hits. The greatest hits so far. You know, they got to keep getting better. That's hope. Actually, it's hard coming up with these hypotheticals. Yeah, it is. Their list is getting short. We got to start trying to find some new ones. They either become more fantastical or just variations of ones that we've already answered. I was going to go with. Or more morbid. Or dark. <laughs> dark, yeah. Yeah, which defeats the purpose of the levity, the levity. Yeah, that right. this yeah. segment is supposed to bring. Andrew and I got together, and we kind of picked which ones were our favorite. And as it turns out, we picked the same ones. Mm-hmm. And I think partly because we enjoyed them as evidence in the audio that's recorded because we had to cut out a bunch of stuff. Like maybe only 10 minutes of it ends up in the episode, but we might've actually recorded like 25 minutes on a question. Yeah. And sometimes we're just laughing for 10 minutes of that. Yeah. So we thought here are the three that are favorites and we're actually going to put them in this because sometimes I hear people go, I want to listen to that one, but then they got to go hunt and find it. So this is one place where you can just, you know, while you're drinking your eggnog or whatever. Yeah. Unwrapping gifts or wrapping gifts or whatever yeah, it is. You can listen to our favorite hypotheticals and these new ones without having to go search through previous ones. Turn off the Christmas playlist and put us on. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So one of the things that's going to make this go round of hypotheticals different from when they were originally aired is that we're not going to edit them down as much. We might get rid of if there's ahs or ums or somebody's tripping over their feet. But a lot of times we cut them down for length. Because we want the episodes to be around an hour. And if we talked about zombies for 25 minutes, we're like, well, I got to get rid of 15 minutes of zombie talk. So we're going to cut these not as much. So you get a little bit of extra. So it's like like the bonus. Director's Director's cut. cut. There you go. Yeah. This is the director's cut of the hypothetical. Yeah. So everybody, it's not a repeat. So you got to listen again just to get a little bit extra. So let's start with the first one. Yes. These are in order of when they came out. Yes. Not order of which ones we think are best because these are all good. Yeah, these are all good. So the first one we're going to play for you came from episode 20, the construction bid process. We're going to play it, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll do a summary. We'll do a summary after it's done. So we're going to do the hypothetical. So here's the question for today. If you had a superpower, what superpower would it be? And could you avoid using that superpower for evil? Evil. Evil. And is it really evil? We're just saying sort of a, an overly super selfish deed. Well, considering that we're not, demons are not involved in this. Yeah. I'm going to say evil is, you know, contrary to the public good. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still have been trying to rack my brain about like what I would want to be. And I finally decided, I think for my own good, for my own good, my superpower should be super speed. Like like you can run fast? Like I could get run fast. Okay. Or maybe if it's teleportation, I'm not sure. Because I'm always late, right? So I feel like I should I should do something so I can make up for that so that I know that like well, then I, if, I'm going to be late. If that's it, then you got to teleport because you don't want to be like carrying your briefcase and stuff. Yeah, okay. So running. then it's teleportation. Then. Do you ever worry and about if, I, Will you ever worry about like teleporting into a wall? 
Yeah, right. I would think that would be a hard thing. Because in the comic books, don't they have it to where they only teleport to places they can see so that, like, they have to be able to visualize it in their mind so they don't, like, teleport half into the fireplace and half out of the fireplace. I mean, there'd have to be some rules involved with my teleportation. Yes. Cause, but, I mean, I can't. I just have to. Superpowers have rules. I mean, I have to picture it, I guess. You have to picture where you're going to be. Okay. So you can teleport. So I can teleport. And I would be so happy with that because I could teleport all over. Yeah, and eventually... I'd still probably be late, but I can do it, you know... Less. Less. <laughs> right. I okay. would be seconds late. Okay, so let's talk about your evil tendencies. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that would be, but I figure, you know, at some point, yeah, I might be really tempted to teleport myself into a bank vault. <laughs> right? Well, I can picture you're myself. You're like, wow, you know, I haven't... Inside a bank vault. I haven't gotten the last couple of uh, projects I was going for, and things are getting a little tight. Yeah. I'm just I gonna... just pop inside this vault, just take... Just take enough, C- not all of it. A couple of stacks. Yeah, yeah, right. A couple of stacks of bills and then it's a teleport victimless out. crime. Exactly. It's all insured by the FDIC, as <sighs> they say. Poof. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I can, I can think of a lot of other things I could probably do, too, with that whole teleportation thing, but. Yeah, okay, so let's pretend now, like, do people learn that you can teleport? Oh, that would be terrible. I hope not. Well, you know, you're just showing up. Like, someone eventually, unless you're popping into closets and stepping out of closets, you know, to get to where you need to be, someone's going to see you doing it. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. That would be, I think that would be the trick, right? Yeah, because let's, let's imagine that this is what's going to happen. Let's say that I know you can teleport. Well, you might start saying, I could hold on to you and I could teleport you to Shanghai instead of you having to pay $4,000 to fly there. And spend 15 hours or 16 That's hours That's right. So for, for half that much money, I'll hold on to you and I'll teleport you there. Yeah, exactly. That, I go, that would be like the gateway- The gateway drug Step to- that you would take to making money yeah. without having to do a lot of work, right? You're going to try to leverage your superpower into making a better life for yourself. I think that's- Yeah, but in, I don't think that's inherent. evil, right? That's okay. No, gateway. And then <laughs> the you're gateway. like- Then you're going to start going- why do I even got to mess with these people? Why I should just, I take anybody? I'm just going to teleport into the, where the money is. I just pop in right there, take the money, pop back out. I don't need to. Yeah. No one has to know. And see, but my thing is I would be smart about it, right? If I could do it. Would you be smart about I it? I would be so intelligent about it. I would pop into like different banks and only take a little bit at each one. And if you did that once a month, then that's how I got my salary. <laughs> that was my job. Pop in one day for a bank and take just a little bit. Take a little bit to the other bank. And then it just you just take a thousand dollars a week. Yeah, something right. Just well, the add trick up would be from all these different banks, though, right? And so, well, here's the trick: you how would, are they going to miss a thousand dollars? You me? would pop into a bank, take a thousand dollars, and then instantly pop to a movie theater to buy a ticket. And then they'll go, "We think you stole that money." You're like, uh, "No, I, I was in the movie. I bought this ticket." Yeah, right. Here it is. Here's my. You got record of it. Yeah. So I think eventually, you're stealing money. <laughs> That's where we've gone. <laughs> yeah, probably. You're going to become a criminal. Maybe. For sure. Maybe, maybe. I, although, you know, and again, I think I could use it for other stuff too, but my tw- the 12-year-old me would use it for a lot of different things than stealing money. <laughs> candy. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be stealing candy. Yeah, or whatever, you know. I think that would be the one. I think if I've thought about it enough, teleportation would be the thing. I would okay, do. that's not and a bad And eventually, one. yes, I probably would use it for my own or definite own gain that was probably not through legal means. Yeah, you wouldn't be the superhero like I'm using my teleportation powers for good. You're like good for Andrew. Yeah. Well, because I was thinking earlier, if I had super speed, I'd like rig the lottery so that I could get 
I'd make the balls match my numbers, <laughs> right? And they just wouldn't see just it. Pop in and yeah, out just, so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Right. Yeah. Stealing. That's criminal behavior. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I'm so bad. And You're yourself? Bad. Let's talk about you. Let's see how saintly you are with your superpower. You're about to be choice. embarrassed Uh-oh. on okay. this. So okay. I think my superpower, I always go kind of back and forth on a couple of them. Because you know, when you have a little kid, dog, well, she's not so little anymore. But when Kate was younger, we used to play this game all the time because she was really into superheroes. And I think I decided that invisibility, because I chose invisibility as my superpower. <laughs> I feel pretty invisible most of the time, so it's okay. No, here's why. It's the you getting caught having a superpower and the government like locking you down and putting needles in your brain for the rest of your life so that they can figure out how you do what, what you I do. do. Yeah. Right. So I kind of go, whatever superpower I have, I'd want to not ever be caught having had that superpower. Right. Like I could go into the men's room, go invisible, come out and no one knows. That is the, like, I don't have to ever get caught being invisible. The problem with that is there's really like, what are you going to do with that skill? Except rob and steal. <laughs> <laughs> Except do the same thing that you do with teleportation. It's almost the same. Because again, if they had me stuck down with needles, I'd just teleport out. Boof. Gone. No, see, the, the premise is they'd have like, you know, the, whatever the thing that kept like kept your powers at bay. Well, they could do the same for you. No, they, the idea is that no one ever knows I'm yeah. invisible. Okay. Whether or not there's... Come on. <laughs> Are you saying that my... This is preposterous, my... As I describe my... <laughs> Invisibility skills. Well, that they're so much better than my teleportation skills That's is where right. I'm taking, yeah. you know, well, taking issue. I'm just saying that. Because I got caught like instantly. Somebody's going to know I'm teleporting, but nobody's going to know you're invisible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Well, you did, well, we talked about you're not teleporting in and out of closets. I could be. Well, yeah, but you don't know. Uh, can you imagine that many closets around wherever <laughs> you want to go? I can imagine a lot of closets. Somebody comes up and goes, I want to go to Singapore. And you're like... Don't know any closets in Singapore. Well, I don't even know. I just Google search and do some street view or something. I'm going to show up in an alley. Yeah. And I go see and you're like, there's CCTVs there where you're going to get caught. Whereas oh, I'm invisible. At I some point, sh- somebody's going to see you be invisible. Mm-mm. Unless every time you turn invisible, you're in the bathroom. It's going to no be, CCTVs. it's going to be like, they're watching the screen. And they're going to see me disappear. And they're going to like hit the side of the TV thinking <laughs> there's a glitch. <laughs> they're going to turn away at just the right moment. And they're going to rub their eyes and go, exactly. something, something happened. Yeah. And right. then go, oh, it's So, yeah, right. I, I wouldn't get caught. You're almost instant. <laughs> okay. Apparently. <laughs> I never get this caught. This is how it works. Okay. Yeah. But so nice. I, I go, all right. This so, sounds so much like real life. I'm always getting <laughs> caught and you're not. That makes so sense. I have, so, I have this ability now to be invisible. What do I do with this? And I'm like, I go eavesdrop. <laughs> and I'm like, right, yeah. what do I do with that? Yeah, yeah. All right. Go into the jewelry store. And I go wow, my instant thoughts with my superpower are to go steal <laughs> corporate secrets, jewels. And I go, that's not how I am in person. But, but in, in my, yeah. instantly in my, my superpower fantasy, I'm a criminal. <laughs> I think that's sort of, maybe that's inherent. I don't know. Yeah, so I go. Like, uh, to the humans, right? Let's say like, you're oh. super strong. What would you, would you like? You're like, I can't find cars to lift off of babies all day, all every day. day. Yeah, yeah. So what am I going to do with all my super strength? A rip open that safe. <laughs> I'm gonna break open ATM machines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go. That's I go. Any super skill you have, like if you have the ability to mentally tell other people, make people do stuff, you're like mentally open that bank vault. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> right. Mentally make this deposit ten million dollars, not ten dollars. That's right. Mentally add a couple more zeros, zeros to that check. So I'm not sure that there's any 
I mean, I'd really like to hear somebody say, this would be my superpower. And it would only be like, you couldn't use it for ill gain. Like, well, I don't think it exists. Yeah, it does. What if you had the power to heal people? You'd be charging for that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Oh, you have hepatitis C? Wow, that's really bad. So instead of you spending the next couple of years in a wheelchair and $400,000, bloop, cured, that'll be 50 grand. Nah, I don't think I would do that. I mean, I'm not saying that's a superpower. What if it was a... I don't think that's a superpower What if it was a criminal that was injured? you weren't required. I'm not required to save them. I know, but if you're supposed to be a good person, don't you want to save everybody? Yeah, maybe. It depends. I save the good people. Well, you're like, look, every now and then you got to charge some bad guy to heal them to get the money so that you can do good and not have to have like a nine to five. Well, if I I wouldn't need a nine to five. I mean, what am I going to do? Why? You're not charging for healing. I don't know. I guess so. I'd live off the, so I don't know. The, pay, right. the payments. The from payments big, from the people. You, yeah, I don't know. You yeah, would yeah. end up charging, not maybe no, not everybody. because I would just travel the world. I would be like, you know. Would you secretly heal people? Someone's limping and you just walk up and just kind of bump into them go, oh, I'm sorry. And they're like, oh, I can walk. Yeah, that would be cool, actually. Right. You just go into like. Just a, have your regular job. A cancer job. ward and just be like. Yeah, Thank but you, see, everybody. But that gets into a different thing because. We're already going to run out of our resources. Like to really bring this conversation down. <laughs> I go, we can't, we can't be like solving everybody's problems. Because of world population issues? Is that what you're getting at? That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. Well, that would be, if. what if you had the power to like touch somebody or make somebody die as opposed to heal them? Well, I mean, like if you, if I heal you, it has to go, your thing has to go to somebody else? No, no. Just if instead of me, my power is healing people, my power is like, I touch you and you're dead. Wow, that'd be terrible. Right? Yeah. They have a, they have a fable, Midas. And you have to wear Except gloves. For he, he, you'd be dead. You have to wear gloves. Maybe. All the time, like Michael Jackson? Yeah. Because maybe you wanted to like, you know, hug your kids and stuff. I don't want them to be dead. They're like, Daddy, why are you always wearing gloves? Maybe it'd have to, it'd have to be with the intent you have to think about it. What if you had a stray thought? <laughs> That'd be terrible. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so I, rabbit hole aside, teleportation, and apparently I'm going to get caught. Insulin. Invisibility, and you're a free man. That's but, right. But uh, we both we both but turned we both to, be robbing stuff to a life of crime. We yeah, both yeah. turned to the dark side to the almost life of crime. instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not like even take like all the good guys on the X Men. Like they're all good guys. Yeah. Take any one of their skills. Bad. <laughs> I, right. Yeah, I guess. Some of them I don't, yeah, I don't know. Some of them would, I think it would be hard to do. Hard to be bad? Yeah. It's hard to apply those in some criminal manner. Well, you're hard to stop doing whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. So, true. say you're the big metal guy, the Russian guy. Yeah. You go rip that bank vault open. Bank vault open, yeah. But they're going to find you. See, so mine always included some form of stealth. That's why. I teleport. I can get in and out. If you had super strength, do you think that you would take coal and make your own diamonds by crushing <laughs> it? Squeeze them so hard. And you're like... I'm very rich. I feel like it'd be easier for me to just bust through a wall and steal the bank vault. <laughs> yeah, but they'd see you. You'd be on camera with that kind yeah, of stuff. I guess. I don't know. Whereas you could like make diamonds, just like take 15 minutes in the privacy of your back room. <laughs> yeah, if you could. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. oh, that's me squeezing diamonds. Squeezing not, diamonds Not doing something else. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nice. you're in the back room going. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Mm, making diamonds, making diamonds, making diamonds. That's right. Diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. I guess at some point I would always use it for financial gain. I think that's human nature. I, no, but I think that's a thing too, right? Like, I mean, I could maybe do good things too, but I would 
I would for sure do something that I shouldn't do. Yeah, yeah. Or that society has said, that's not okay. No, okay, yeah. You're not supposed to do that. But it wouldn't be like, that's all I did, so. Because you, I was you get that... tired busting into locker rooms. And... No, but like if I was stealing all that money and I became like really rich, well then I'd probably like, I'd start to be I'd get, very I'd, I'd create a foundation. Yeah, right. With my stolen money. Exactly. I'd be very, very philanthropic with it if I had it. What if your skill was like super genius? Well, yeah, I don't know. You just make money just because you, you were wouldn't smart, like right? figure out how to feed homeless people. Well, yeah, that too. But I mean, I don't know. I guess you should try to house homeless people, not feed them. That would be the hard one, though, right? Like, if you were super genius, how could you, how would you twist that one to do something like evil or whatever? How would I use like me being so smart? Well, I guess it depends on what type of evil genius it was because you could plan, like, how do we get here and take this or what kind of strategy genius is included in that mental genius yeah i guess i am but still like you can say we do this and we put ourselves in this position we buy that we leverage that this moves and you know it's like a game of chess if you're playing 20 moves ahead of everybody else yeah i guess so that's true probably do just about anything you wanted yeah if i could play the stock market or something like that to be so smart to know what was going to happen i don't know if that that's super genius though playing stock market well there's a bit of a herd mentality with that, right? So, well, yeah, yeah. There's, pre- sure, there's, like there's, there's predictive that, behavior that you could probably get involved with. That's what I'm saying. Like but at the same time, herd mentality might not always pan out that way. True. I don't know. It's kind of like people always think, I've got a 50 50 chance to bet on black or red and win in roulette. I was like, there is a green, there's yeah. one green. So every now and then you're like, just let it ride, baby. And then. You lost all your money. You know what I saw? Time to teleport into a bank. <laughs> casino. Oh, you had the vault at a casino. If I was invisible, like I could Ocean's just, 11, I could just 12, li- and 13. I could just lift a chip. I could just put my hand on a chip. It disappears. Nobody would ever know. If I had super speed, I could like go and like stop the balls or trade the cards and do all that kind of stuff. But, but it seems, I was seems like that's too much work. It seems like it's easier just to go into a bank. I go, <laughs> isn't there always like wind disturbance with super speed? Like, you run by somebody to move the ball. Aren't they going to feel that gust of wind? I guess. I don't know. Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. Or maybe you're like, by the time they feel the gust of wind, you're already I'm gone. A, yeah. And but I'm then already... they know. They're like, whoosh. What was that? I'm missing a couple stacks on 100. Yeah, but they're not going to know who it is because I'm so fast. And then they they frame the camera down and they see you like this. Yeah, but no, you're so fast. 60 frames a second, they still can't even catch me. But they're aware that somebody's out there with super speed, so they put high-speed slow-mo cameras in place. <laughs> and it's poor diamonds on the floor. Oh, my gosh. You always have a way for somebody to get... For you. No, that's right. It would never work for me. It never, they would never catch you, but for me, I'm going to fall right into their clutches. <laughs> okay. So we're back. Yes. Hopefully... Everyone... It's hysterical, right? Everybody's laughing so best. hard you can't even stand it. Can't even stand up. There you go. So... So the reason why I put that as one of my favorite ones is partially because it, it was really one of the first episodes that really cemented the fact that I always say that Andrew's wrong. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and it's and I've said this before. That's kind of a bit. It's more fun if I say you're wrong than if we're just like, oh, you're right, Andrew. That's such great insight. Oh, no, Bob, you're right. It's You know, who cares? So some of it's just kind of built in conflict to make the conversation more interesting. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm not sure that Andrew finds it <laughs> more interesting. Yeah, we see how that's a one-way street, though. But yeah. Uh-huh. But I know that the listeners do because I, I get feedback on it. Of course they do. They yeah. say, hey, it's great when you make fun of Andrew. I, no, I don't make fun of you. I just, I defend my position. You tell Andrew he's wrong. Vigorously. Yeah, I know. And you roll over and take it. And that was the one where it first started like every, I get, I'm going to get caught. I'm going to get busted. Or what? instantly, mine is the bad choice. Like, yeah. It doesn't take but a second. And what I've done is yeah. unraveled in front of me. That's right. That's what you took issue with. Was that you get caught instantly. All the time. I, don't, I never get caught. No matter what my choice is. But that kind of, that pattern has kind of proven out in real life oh. between the two of us when we're out. No, but maybe. Yeah, but maybe. <laughs> so. It's because I'm not as, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm that one. Boisterous. So that one's really funny. And one of the things that I thought was very interesting about it, that question is kind of, still has legs to it because we'll still kind of circle back around to it every now and then. And say, so what superpower could you have that you wouldn't use for your own personal Benefit. gain? Sure, yeah. And literally nobody comes up with one. They all get back to that somehow. Yeah, somehow you're doing something you shouldn't do. Yeah, which somehow inherently means we, we should never be superheroes. I know. There's some, it's like all those superhero <laughs> shows where like there's that one faction that's eliminating the supers. Yeah. And you're like, those people are bad. Well, just let the superheroes live in peace. They ain't living in, we ain't living in peace. There might be a reason why, you know, now you can <laughs> why see right, why they yeah. exist. Well, then it makes me respect the superheroes a little bit more. But Superman, he could do a lot of stuff, but he's not. He's just working at the Daily Planet, being a little reporter instead of like popping into places. Getting a being stack. A millionaire. <laughs> Getting a fat stack. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the next one that we have up actually came out on episode 23, The Fun Show. And here's a little insider piece of information. The hypothetical for this episode was actually not recorded during this episode. With the fun show. Yeah. So a lot of times, since Andrea and I live in different cities, we can do these recordings remotely. Mm-hmm. But we prefer to do them face-to-face because they're funnier. The interaction is yeah. better. Yeah. We want to look at each other and, like, right now, I'm doing stuff to Andrew <laughs> that you can't see. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is... On a course of a weekend, we might do two episodes or maybe three. Three is a good one. If we can get three and it's a monster weekend. It's a big one. So it requires a lot of preparation work up, up front. But, you know, Andrew and I both have real jobs and this isn't it. So we like to try to get a bunch of them done up front from a recording standpoint so that we can take two or three or four weeks to do the sound editing and content editing for length and, you know, do it right as opposed to having this constant scramble of record, sound edit content edit, blog post write, publish. Yeah. It's kind of a grind. Yeah. Try to slow that or spread that cycle out a little bit. That's right. Doesn't always happen, but we try. We think the end result better if we do it that way. Mm -hmm. So in this particular one, Andrew was up here locally. We were recording and we had a hypothetical, the one I'm about to tell you about. And the wheels flew off in the best (laughs) way possible. And so as we're putting together these blog posts, I call Andrew up on the phone and I said, we have to move the hypothetical from this episode to this show, which we're titling The, the fun, fun Show, right? Because this is a fun hypothetical. We had a good time with it. It has to go on this one. Yes. So that's a little trivia. That is a like insider. super listener trivia fact for that's you. That's right. So here's the one. You're, you're going, okay, Bob, you're doing all this talking about. Which one are we talking about here? All right. Everyone should know. You should know. From The Fun Show. All right. Here we go. We have today... My favorite. The hypothetical. 
Yeah, so today's hypothetical. You ready? You want to hear it? Yes, I do want to hear it. Okay. You wake up one morning to find that you have been secretly whisked away and deposited on a remote and hot, yet lustily vegetated deserted island with no chance of rescue for the next five years. Pinned to your shirt is a note that tells you you can have three things to aid you during your island vacation. What three things are you going to ask for? Okay. Deserted island, and it's just me. Just you. Just me. I try to put clues in here by saying it's hot and lushly vegetated, so that should give you an idea of what part of the world you might be living in, like in terms of like temperature. Yeah. Uh, lushly vegetated, so that also could give you some kind some of stuff. Paint I, a picture here. I got you. All yeah. right. So what three things? Okay, I think the first one seems like it's easy to me, and it's like a hatchet. Okay. So I can do a lot of stuff with it. That might be the most useful tool, I think. Oh, let me ask you this. Because what if our lists are the same? So let's, you do one, then I'll do one. Okay. All right. We'll do it then. Okay. okay. All right. So the hatchet. This might, would be my first, I think. Because, again, the most useful tool I think you could have. Yeah. I can cut down trees. I can make whatever. I can sharpen sticks to do whatever I need. Carve spoons. That's right. Whatever. <laughs> you know, that one will get me, if it's just, if it's five years, actually, that should make it work. Because that's the context I had to add to it. Yeah. It's like, it's only five years. Five years. So. That's right. So my number one item was a machete. <laughs> okay. So, so essentially the same essentially thing. The same thing. Yeah. The same kind of premise. Right. Because I sit there and think, well, I might need to build something that lifts me off the floor so I don't have bugs. Ant bites. Ants. Oh, and, yeah. You know, spiders. They're just walking along the floor. Doop, ba, doop, ba, do. Oh, check this out. Honk. <laughs> right. So I go, I need to build stuff. Or maybe I need to chop into some coconuts, mm-hmm. get some coconut water. I'm probably doing a lot of yoga. Exactly. While I'm on. <laughs> maybe some goat yoga. Sand yoga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I go, hatchet's got to, or machete, it's got to be number one. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe not, it has to be, but that seems pretty good number one. Yeah. All right, what's your number two? And I'm, I'm having some trouble with, is this sort of like naked and afraid we're talking about here? No. Kinda, or is it no. like... Three wishes from a genie. Three wishes from a genie. Okay. All right. That's like the shirt just says, I want A, B, and C. And then it's just going to like a box drops from the air or you show up the next day because someone puts you there and they're coming back to get you in five years. Okay. So right. you're going to wander off somewhere and you're going to come back and the stuff you want is there. Okay. All right. So this is drop ship me something. I'm going to go with a lighter or a f- some kind of fire stick, flint lighter sort of thing, something mm-hmm. to make fire. Yeah fire device because even though you said it's hot it still gets cold yeah, yeah. in the jungle that, that was my number two as well i gotta have something to burn it wasn't mine wasn't i was trying to think of what the name is where you end up having like you could take your knife and you have a, a like a flint stick that mm-hmm. you could just kind of scrape and it creates sparks yes because i was like well i don't want a lighter because i'll run out of lighter fluid yeah that's and i want like a giant box of matches because you know if can you rains, imagine you're, yeah. oh, oh what if you get down to the last couple one you're like oh god and you try to light it and it breaks and you're like crap <laughs> right like it's gotta you yeah. have to start parceling them out yeah like i can't use more than five years 365 days it means i need this many i'm, I'm going a box of 500 matches yeah yeah right? I, I get 10 per and i, I need six a day yeah because you know some are gonna break or the little lighter thing on the tip's gonna <laughs> flop off i want quality quality you want good no but that's what i'm talking about like a a lighter, like a flint lighter stick is what yeah. I'm talking about. It's like, actually, 
metal tube kind yeah. of over a piece yeah, of flint, and you just we're like, on it. And it. Yeah, we want to make fire. We want to make fire. Yeah, number two, some tool to make fire. Yeah, yeah, and so and then now it's like because that could also be personal safety. It's a heavily vegetated. Yeah, if there's some island, critters. There, there, could, there could be some wild animals yeah. out there that see you as delicious. And but if you have fire, they can be delicious. That's right. <laughs> And maybe fire, you can smoke things. Not I mean like barbecue, but like mosquitoes don't like smoke. Yeah, maybe that's a way yeah. that you can deal with the bug situation. Yeah, this is where this is where my next one's. That's a good segue to my next thing. Okay, let's hear it. I don't know. I can't decide. The third one's hard. Well, because it's it's not practical at all. Well, it depends. Like if you ask for a pillow. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. I, w- I was asking for it would be like a. Mosquito net? Giant army-sized crate of off. Bug spray. You <laughs> bug want spray. bug spray. Yeah. I don't want to be... Because the bugs would do me in. Yeah. I can't stand... Because I guess my... Like, if I get bug bites of any kind, man, I, they drive me crazy. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I don't have the self-control to either not scratch them. Yeah. Or they just... They drive me nuts and I can't do anything else. So See, but I, here's... I, I thought about that. Because I don't do bug bites well. Yeah. And I thought, there's no amount of bug spray... That I could get my hands on that's going to last for five years. That's what I was saying. Like, if they drop ship me a full army crate of off. I don't know that. I think I could make it work. I don't think you get that. I don't think on your list of three, you get to put a demand for how many. You can say, give me five Five years years worth of 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 Domino's pizza. Yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) That's why I was asking first about what was this a genie scenario or a realistic scenario? I think it's a thing. You're asking for a thing. You're not asking for like you can ask for a box of matches. You can't ask for fifty thousand boxes of matches. Okay, I got you. Well, so then if that's the everybody tries to cheat at these things. No, I wasn't trying to cheat. Just didn't know where the line was. So then yeah, I'm like the mosquito netting, they would probably be my other thing. But I don't know. Again, that's a quantity thing. Let's just you know it's not. It's a thing, you know. Well, but it comes in different sizes. And well, it'd be the size you needed. These aren't wishes granted by a leprechaun who's trying to screw you over. <laughs> this is actually someone who's honestly trying to help you on your five-year yeah. secreted so, island vacation. I mean, I think it would be some kind of netting, mosquito netting, fine netting like that that I could yeah. wrap myself up in because I so I could sleep. Yeah, see, I thought that that was something I might want, and I go, man, what would? What if you get used to it and then it goes away? Like it couldn't be bug spray. So it might have to be the netting. Because remember, mosquitoes kill more people than anybody, anything else on the planet. That's right. But I go, I'm not sure how, think of all the time you're not going to be in your mosquito netting bed. Oh, I know. And it's not like house size. So it's not like you build your camp and put a net over your entire camp. It's like, you know, it's over your bed. That's kind of the point. Yeah, over where you sleep. So I started thinking, what would be some other things that would warrant some consideration like a hammock might something that you could get you up off the floor of the jungle that in which you're sleeping right you're not always constantly sleeping on banana leaves that one day you lay down on your banana leaf mat and a crap ton of leaf cutter ants come out because they're <laughs> yeah. like wow somebody already stacked up Stuck all these banana leaves, leaves for us, for us. Yeah, so, so easy to get them something's going to crawl in the layers because that's what bugs do so yeah. you're, half your day you're spending getting new banana leaves for your mat. You wow. got to get off the floor of the jungle. I think that's... So, so hammock, that's your next one, the hammock, huh? No, I'm, no, I'm undecided. You can't start going through a list undecided. of these. You've already like... I can. No, you, you know can't. what? I'm the, mo- I'm the moderator. <laughs> oh. 
Okay, here's another one. <laughs> Fishnet. No, I'm just saying, maybe... This is number four. May you put that on, the, like, the ability to cast net into the ocean and get food. I was going to do that with my mosquito net. They would tear it, and all of a sudden your mosquito net doesn't work. Mosquito nets are... Sm holes are small. Oh, I know they are. Yeah, so I don't think you can double dip with your mosquito net. Just like I can't use my fish net as a mosquito net. Fine. Right. But I, oh, there might be something to that. You don't want the fish. How, you might go I hungry. Got, I got my hatchet. I'm going to spear fish. Uh-huh. Yeah. You think you got that kind of skill? I don't know. I got five years. to. Actually you might not. You might not live. <laughs> I'm so hungry. You can start looking for sea cucumbers. I know. That seems slimy. Yeah. Like, how do you, when you cook it, how do you know it's done? Dried up, shriveled. Yeah, because it looks like it's all juice. It shrinks up like bacon. Yeah, so much juice in the, those things, <laughs> and they look poisonous. Yeah, I don't know if they are. I'm gonna have to look that up when we're done. R C slugs. Well, like what's poisonous. the? It's urchin, right? The, no, not urchin. No. Well, there's a. I hear urchins delicious. I do. Too. I have seen it on several shows. Yeah. It's the. Is it the pufferfish? Yeah. That's the one that's poisonous, right? That they. But they make sushi out of it. Yeah, and I don't it like has to be like real. You have to be. You got to cut it just a certain way. Yeah, all that stuff. You got to be super good is chef it, to do that. Yeah, is it puffer? I guess so. I was thinking blowfish, but that's the same thing. Yeah, and it's like the liver. Yeah, with a nice candy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Clarice. Yeah, so here's the other part. If you have a fish net, I mean, it's like beach. I mean, you've been to the beach. How many times do you have a net that you could throw and you're actually going to get a fish in it? Yeah. Right? So that might be like, that's a complete waste. So I would not get a fishing net. Jeez. What about a fishing pole? <laughs> right? Would that be, imagine when you lose your hook, like you don't get a bunch of hooks, I wouldn't think. Well, this is again, this is an open-ended right, so question. Again. So I'm just kind of pointing. I'm just walking it's through. It's only one hook. Yeah. I'm walking everyone through the logic. So truth is, I'd be good to get a mosquito netting. Bodysuit that <laughs> just wear a hazmat. What suit. about shoes? Maybe yeah, shoes would have been a consideration. Yeah, actually, actually, but actually, we didn't say I didn't have shoes, so yeah, I'm assuming I showed up with shoes. If somebody yeah. drops me off, yeah, can you imagine if you're wearing, you know, I don't know, because I was gonna say clothes, your flip flops, like some kind of really inappropriate shoe. <laughs> yeah, I was right. gonna say heels, but I don't want to embarrass you that way. Yeah, that's fine. Flip flops, yeah, well, maybe your your beach shoes. I mean, I wouldn't be wanting to chase after that boar that I was trying to get in my flip-flops. I know. Right? But can you imagine if you had, like, tactical boots on and then, like, shorts? <laughs> You're like, well, you know, like, here's a shirt and here's a... So many, so many decisions that decide whether or not you're going to make it through these five years, five years have to do with, like, the moment in which you were stolen. <laughs> exactly. So where did you end up then? Mosquito net. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Hammock. I'm gonna go with hammock. Hammock. I think that's a good one. The only thing is, you know, I would think I could devise a way for me to sleep above the ground, but it still wouldn't be as comfortable. I would imagine it's like you know having the hammock hang. Yeah. Especially those like those ones you can get now that aren't like net, but like. I mean, you can even zip it up if you want. That's wanted. what I'm saying. Yeah, like those. if it's rains, you're not going to get wet. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good one. If you could do that, because then it's actually. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, yeah you just thought of that because <laughs> it's actually almost like shelter. Because that's the other thing that you really would need. Yeah. And that sort of provides that. Well, you know what some experts would tell you? Like having like a laminated photo of people that you care about. Oh, yeah. Something that you're by yourself. And in those moments, you're like, I, I need help. Yeah. And nothing, nothing's coming. I need to have a reason to keep going. Yeah. And so having a picture of 
your spouse or your children or your best friend or, you know, whatever can mentally keep you in a place where you're willing to. Yeah. What was it like? I mean, that movie with Tom Hanks. Cast- Castaway? Yeah. I don't yeah. think he was. Well, he had two, right? Remember he had the picture of his wife in the, in the locket or the watch or something yeah. like that. And then he, and then he made Wilson. Made Wilson. I know. I was going to say though, but his time in that movie, he was about five years, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. And so it's, that's sort of your scenario that you could think Yeah, about. and he's like, like trying to kill himself. Yeah, I'm going to go nuts. Cause, but if you know, see, he didn't ever know anybody was coming. Yeah. There's a different level of despair there to be dealing with that. So if you knew somebody was coming back in five years to get you, your mental outlook is a little bit different, I think. Maybe you need a different kind of picture laminated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get rid of, gotta get that out of there. <laughs> I still don't know, man. If it was one of those new nylon hammock things, like you see, like they, they... Yeah, it can't be like the one that my wife got me for Father's Day a couple of years ago, and it's all moldy <laughs> yeah, and yeah, gross. Yeah. But like the kind that they do like the, on the mountain, mountain climbing with. Yeah, some people would say a tent. Yeah. Then I don't need a mosquito net. Yeah. I go inside my tent. That's true. And if it rains, it's going to keep me dry. You Actually, know. yeah, that was a dumb one. Yeah, that might have been one worth considering. Well, because, I mean, if you figure you got fire... And food, which you're assuming the hatchet can get you. Right. And then shelter. Like, those are the things. Although, actually, you know, thinking about it, maybe I would have said a li- like a life straw. Or yeah, some, something to desalinate the water. Drink. I mean, I'm assuming on an island, though, there's still going to be water, some other source in the ocean. Yeah, but you sit there and think about it and you go, well, it really has to do with, like, what type of jungle island environment yeah. are you in if there's sure. coconuts or whatnot okay then you can maybe you can make that work yeah and then you can also use those as your vessels for holding fluids mm-hmm. so you're not having to desalinate water but if you don't have you're not that guy that's figured out oh i chopped this vine and like a half gallon of water comes, comes out of it yeah if you're not that guy yeah maybe having something to make seawater drinkable yeah or like what if you said i need a pot I can boil water boil in it. Boil water, yeah, and then be done. Yeah, you know, or, or you say, I want a crossbow with a bolt of crossbow arrows. Because, really? I mean, do you know how to set traps to catch wild animals for food? No. Are you just going to go on a diet of yarrow and, <laughs> and fish on the chance that you could actually get that a fish, fish yeah. with a pointed stick? Yeah, you'd have to, though. That's what it is. I don't see any other way. All right. I mean, well, you ask for a crossbow, shoot him. Yeah, but then, then what you got to go get that arrow back. What are you giving up? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing that makes this one at least better. If I said five, we well, probably yeah. I probably find a pretty good peace spot. At five, at, at three, I'm like I'm torn. Like yeah. there's a I could think of some things that would maybe be better than one and two are easy. Yeah, one and two are easy. So. For yeah, me. for sure. Three, you start going. Well, if I could have five, this would be hard. But if I could have, it's only three. Well, it's, sort of, it's like, what's that one less? What's what's the next most important factor? Right. Like, I, that I well, I think you have to know yourself. Discomfort, right? That I'm going to deal with. Maybe. I mean, if that's for you, it could be like bugs. It could be like, no, I want to sleep. Yeah. I need to be able to sleep. Or I don't want to get wet. Yeah. Or, you know, I want like really good shoes because I have problem feet. I got fungus toe. I need to keep that. I need to keep some. Get that air out, air movement or whatever. I mean, I'm assuming again. I'm just assuming I have shoes and clothes on. Yeah, but it could be shoes like this because that's like right now. Poof! 
I just get taken uh, and I'm wearing house shoes. You're poof. They're like, you, you had no shoes on, yeah, so you yeah. get no shoes. That'd be that'd be bad luck at all. What if they got you in the middle of the night? In the middle of the night. <laughs> and you're there in your BVDs <laughs> and a in my undies and, and that's a, it. And a tank top. <laughs> right? That'd be rough. Yeah. This is not the five year agreement I signed up for. And I go, eating is gonna be important because eating can impact your state of mind. Like your hopelessness could yeah. be exacerbated because you're hungry. And you're like, I don't know how I'm going to feed myself. Yeah, the mental stuff starts to go pretty quick when you don't eat much. I go, I don't know how to make traps and snares. My no. Native American brothers and sisters would be disappointed in me. But I mean, even still, at the crossbow, it's like, well, what? You're, you're making the assumption there's something there that I'm going to need to shoot. Yeah, which I'm assuming is, you know, it's a jungle. Yeah, true. Monkeys. Mm. I'd be hard. I, I think that I would have a really... I mean, I, I guess starving would solve you of that, but yeah, I'd have so. a I'd have a hard time killing something. Oh, nah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I'm not that I'm not that person. I beat it up, but I don't want I don't die. It's some like, like, but I gotta eat you. Some ugly pig thing. Yeah. But I can do it with fish. I wouldn't, wouldn't bother me with fish. But if it was cute, I'd, have, I'd struggle a little bit. I'm well aware. <laughs> well, I would be saving those for last until I have to start eating. Bunny, bunny, foo foo, or whatever. Right? Yeah, like I'm gonna eat the snakes yeah, first. Those, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I'm finding those, because I'm gonna kill them anyway. If I see one, well, I'm gonna kill it. You're gonna go after it. What if no. you're like, well, it's not by me. I'm gonna leave it's it alone. Not by me, but I'm just like, if I if I come across one, guess what? Oh. Did you see? I saw some clips the other day. There was like this giant snake on somebody's roof. No. Yeah. Wow. Like how to get up there? I mean, it was, it was gargantuan. Was it like in Miami or I mean in Florida? No, it didn't look like it was in the U.S. It's not the U.S. Yeah, it looked like it was some other. It's a crazy thing that we get such big developing nation kind anaconda of anaconda or I mean boa constrictors or whatever in Miami. Yeah, well, yeah, because they have no they have no uh, natural predators for yeah. them. That's why they should say snake meat is delicious. It's I've the, had rattlesnake before. I have too. When I was in Boy Scouts, I don't remember. I remember. It there. I don't actually remember eating it, but I wouldn't have had a problem with that. I was like, you know, looks yeah. good. It looked like stew. So I don't know. The uh the shelter thing is a big one. You're you're wishing you'd gone with tent. Or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Cause then you can go, I want a tent, I want a cot, and I want a machete. They're my three. Yeah. I go, all right, well, fire. How do you get to deal with the fire? I'm like, well, you know what? I fires. I'd learn how to I'd find something that I could smash together and make sparks yeah. do the stick thing or i've watched enough things about, <laughs> i've watched enough of how it should work I, yeah. I mean, I, I, like you can't do it with rubbing your hands together yeah that, that won't happen you have to do the both you got to do the string with the bow and loop it so as you go forward and back in a sawing motion yeah you're going a whole lot faster yeah but then they always like ignite it with a purse of like a piece of like perfectly dried out moss that's convenient to have like when Where do you ever stumble? Yeah, when have you ever stumbled across dry moss in the wild? Yeah, never, never. So you just catch it. You pull it up the day before and you leave it out. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta like you're a moss harvester. Well, I guess you could use that Spanish oak has that stuff that hangs down. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, it depends on what you're at, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it since that exists, maybe it exists in some other capacity. Sure. Yeah. Because it's, since it's a heavily vegetative, there might not be a lot of dry stuff there. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it's, I mean, except once you get at the beach, if there is a beach. You're hoping that logs are blowing up on the beach. 
No. Like washing up, not blowing up. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what happened to this game now? You have to live five years. Yeah. It changed the whole game. Well, I put it on, like, also I said five years, so it's long enough to where that would be agony. <laughs> but yeah. also not so long that you would just give up hope. Like well, if I said. I don't know. That's a pretty long time. 20 years, though. Oh, yeah, no. You'd go, yeah, I'm not doing this for 20 years. I don't have it in me. Question then, I, I guess, how long do you think you could go before you're like, yeah, okay, I'm done? Five years is a long time, though, if I think about it. But you have, you have the hope. He had no hope. Well, yeah. But to be all by yourself, I think, man, you'd die. You'd die. You'd die. You'd go crazy talking to yourself, like making up friends because you wouldn't have anybody to talk to. I wonder if I would. I tend to walk around sing things yeah. out loud. I wonder if I do that. I'm walking on a beach. <laughs> Looking for some coconut. There's a jellyfish. Don't step on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been three days. Like, is that is that the direction my madness would yeah, take me? I, right, yeah, I wonder that too, right? Yeah, I'm the guy walk around singing like really chipper songs about like terrible things. <laughs> yeah, going to kill some animals because I haven't eaten in 20 days. Yeah. You're super cute, Mr. Monkey. Eat my knife. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that friendly but yeah. terrible? <laughs> it was the best. It was the best I could come up with. Like this is pretty good. Eat my knife. <laughs> I mean, it's not that funny. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Are you just replaying it over in your mouth? Eat my knife. Okay, get it together. Get it together. No, but I knew you were going to turn it. I just didn't know it was going to be eaten. Bad. I think that's, I do think that that's the, that's one manifestation of madness. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, like I do, to, I'd, I'd want to go, hey, have you heard that time? And I go, yes, of course I heard that time. Right. That was there. With you, like, would you be that person that talked to yourself, yeah, or would you, like, animate other things, other things into having a personality, like, like Wilson? Wilson, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you'd be both. I mean, I think you'd have to do all of it. Right? I would definitely talk at. Oh, so that's how you want to do this, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would say to a rock. <laughs> yeah, you know? man, I'm walking. I trip over it. That's what I would say to my knife. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even knows what you said. I know. That's terrible. I said, that's what I say to my knife right before I feed it to a monkey. <laughs> that's terrible. It's not even that funny. We're going to go, what is wrong with those two? <laughs> oh, I just got on it and I can't. Oh, Once you get the giggles, it's like, that's just what it is. It's terrible. My chest hurts. <laughs> It's like, I've been working out by laughing. <laughs> I'm sore tomorrow. What do you, happened? Do, do, you even, laugh, do you even laugh, bro? Do you even laugh? <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to trademark that. It's going on a shirt. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. What about laugh, the monkey? Eat my knife. <laughs> that what's going on a shirt? <laughs> or is it, do you even laugh, Dude, bro? No, both of them now. <laughs> you just, you want yeah, the monkey? You little monkey. <laughs> 
Can you imagine see people? They don't know the story, and they're just gonna see you walking down the street with a shirt that says I "Eat my knife," and there's a monkey. They're gonna go, "Wow, that guy is that's so uncool." No, nah, it's okay. I was singing at the time. We were all having a good time. It was just my fantasy of what I would do on an island. Yeah, I don't know about a fantasy. <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna shut it down. This is like the entire blooper reel right here. Is you laughing your brains out? Okay, thanks everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so now we're out, and everyone's got to enjoy the much longer version of the original deserted island. Yeah, the original catchphrase hypothetical. Yeah, so. The thing that made this one so funny, obviously, is that Andrew just completely loses yeah, it. I can't hold it together. And the part that made it so good was it really had nothing to do with the hypothetical. We with had, the actual question, yeah, we went off the rails. Yeah, we asked, the, the question was, you know, what three things, and we kind of debated the three things, and next thing you know, we're talking about madness and how we <laughs> go crazy. Losing your mind, yeah. And then, of course, what happens to us in the process of answering that question is that we go a little crazy ourselves. Yeah, sure. Really... You went crazy. <laughs> and then I Something got me tickled, got me amused, man, and I just could not stop. Every part of it was amusing. Yeah, you couldn't... You say one word and... Yeah, it was, and then, it was done. And then you're cracking yourself up for part of it. Oh, yeah. Well, if it's funny, then I'm going to be funny, too, right? I mean, everything yeah. is funny. And then I start laughing because you're laughing, which is actually, in my mind, that's the best kind of laughing. Yeah. Not somebody tells a joke and it's hilarious, so you laugh. But someone else is laughing so hard that you start you laughing. You start laughing. Yeah, it's like... Uh, even though you don't know why. Sympathy laughing or... But this episode, it's kind of funny because we actually ended up making buttons That's that right. we brought we with us. Buttons. I sketched up a cute Mr. Monkey. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And we put on buttons. And what was funny, so that was at AIA, right? When we had the buttons available? Yes. yeah. We had five buttons. Because buttons now, apparently, they're a thing. Yeah, little pin buttons, right? And so we made five. We had four that were kind of like, here's the life of an architect, whatever. And they were in different colors. Mm -hmm. And then we made a fifth one that was of the monkeys. The monkey, yep. So even though, and I'm making up the math here. So we had 100 of each color and then 200 of the monkey one. The monkey ones were gone. gone. Like instantly. Yes. And you even just sent, showed me a text message from somebody yesterday. He goes, I want to buy a Mr. Monkey shirt. T-shirt. Where can I get that on T-shirt? I might have to make one of those. Maybe so. I mean, I made the graphic for the button. Wouldn't yeah, be that hard to put it on a shirt. Just it on a T-shirt, yeah. Yeah, just for that guy. Because, you know, that's what we do here for people. You want something <laughs> special? We are we are bespoke podcast. We're going to deliver. <laughs> yeah. So this one was actually one of my favorite ones, but not actually for any practical reason. Just because. No, it had yeah, nothing to do with the answer. It I mean, it's, it's a it good was question. So over the top with our ridiculousness, I think. Yeah. Of where we ended up. I actually think that this is one of the favorite ones from other people. There's one that I think might be more popular, but none of them elicited the kind of passionate response of you totally losing it and laughing so hard that <laughs> yeah. you're wheezing. Yeah, I know. Okay. Sorry about that, folks. So the last of our top three from 2019 came from episode 25. The architectural bucket list. So just the premise of this one was a zombie one. Yeah. And I intentionally had been staying away from zombie questions for, I mean, essentially a year. Mm -hmm. Right. Episode 25. So that's 50 weeks worth of possible 
zombie questions that we could have gone through. And I finally acquiesced to a number of requests and said, okay, we're going to do a zombie question. Sure. This one is also... But it's a little different. I mean, you got I, mad at me in this one. <laughs> a little bit, maybe. You were mad. A little bit. There's some tone in here. Yeah, that's fine. As and, it should be. And what was funny is, is this episode has also turned into future conversations because now we've been siloed into, I just want to save the world and get credit for it. And you want to just do your own thing. Yes. All right. So everyone check it out. All right. You ready? Here we go. You have just learned from a high-ranking government official that an airborne virus was released by terrorists around the globe, and as a result, the zombie apocalypse will begin in three days. You have been informed that these are the slow-moving variety of zombie, and that 90% of the world's population will be infected and will ultimately die off over the next five years. You're being notified because your DNA which is conveniently on file, alerted the aforementioned government officials that you will be part of the 10% that is unaffected. You have three days before essentially the end of the world begins. What do you do in those three days? Um, I just sit around. No. Well, here's my question. First question. One. Questions. No. If it's So if it's my DNA, I'm going to assume that, can I make the assumption nope, that my- Nope, you can't. I already know the question is you can't. You don't know if your children are going to be infected or not. Ah, oh, it's my DNA. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> well, it's only par- it's only I'm part gonna, of your DNA. I'm going to have them with me anyway, and if I end up having to keep them in a cage for three days to figure it out, we'll see. So the first thing is food. I think. Okay. Yes, food. Try to figure food out. is a thing. So what? But I like gather as much food as possible. Okay. And granted, I don't know what the situation is. I kind of feel like if I'm one of the 10% that's going to live, the government should pick me up and take me somewhere. But, hey, that's just me. I would gather food, and that would be like going to the grocery store and buying all this canned food, going to the garden center and buying every vegetable seed I could buy to have for the future. That would be one. And then two, I don't know. I thought maybe my house, but I can't decide if I'd stay, like stay where I'm at or if I would try to go somewhere and be remote. Probably would try to go somewhere and be remote which I know some places in Colorado I could drive to and stay out of the way for a while to get away from people, which would just make things a little easier. For a while. Well, I mean, again, these five-year scenarios. If I've only got to live... 90% of the world's population is coming for you. No, they're not. Well, They're going to come for other people. 90%. If I'm out in the middle of nowhere where there's nobody living... You don't think they're going to... They're not going to sniff me out from like, I don't know... 400 miles away and be like, oh, hey, that guy's over there. I don't know. That's eh, every zombie circumstances that you ever see. That's not how that works, but okay. Uh, there's not any people that are out in the middle of nowhere. So I'd probably go out to the middle of nowhere and then I'd just, you know, fortify my whatever. I'd take all my <laughs> we- a solid plan. All my guns and weapons uh-huh. and ammunition and everything else. I don't know. What else am I going to do? You're going to fortify your whatever. Okay. Solid plan. Fortify my location in the woods, you have th- in the middle of nowhere. You have three days. Yeah, so? To fortify. Well, as best I can. Well, I mean, as best I can. Okay, all right. But that's it. Go to Get some stuff, food and stuff, go to the middle of nowhere and hunker down. <laughs> get some stuff and fortify my stuff. I don't know what else to say. What else are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, the other option is like, I'm going to get on a boat Yeah. and I'm going to go out in the ocean. Yeah, see, there you go. That's the plan. So, for me- 
what I would do. I have three days. So I don't, money's a non-issue. And the reason why money's a non-issue is because who's going to come and collect? No, I got you. Yeah. Right. So I just like charge it, you know, whatever you need, you just write a check, go to the bank, get a big loan, <laughs> whatever the case may be. Okay. What I would do is I would go rent a very large, like research vessel boat, you know, the kind that a crew of like oh, yeah, I know. 30 or 40 people, 40, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I put you. a lot of people in there. And then I would spend as much of my three days loading it up with fuel, food, liquids, canned food, seeds, everything I could possibly get my hands on. Flashlights, mosquito nets, all that kind of garbage. And then yeah. here's where it gets, here's the twist. I'd put some cages on there because I also think that I should go like kidnap some people. I should go kidnap like a couple of engineers and a couple of doctors and stuff like that because they don't know what's coming. And I don't know if they're going to be infected or not. And I'll throw them in the cage and they're like, oh, I'm going to kill you. You know, oh, you kidnapped me. This is illegal. And I'm saying, look, I'm doing you the biggest favor of your life. Three days, you're either going to turn into a zombie or I just saved you from dying a gruesome death at the hands of the zombies. So that way I could just go out in the water because everybody knows zombies can't swim. That's a universal zombie truth. <laughs> so I'd go out, okay. I'd go out in the water, but I got to go out far enough in the water so that the 10% that isn't dead can't like take a shot at me and then come take my boat and my stuff. Right. So I got, except for the other people, the 10% that managed to, they have a boat get too. a boat, get a boat also. And they come be pirates. I know, to but you. they got a boat. I got a boat. I don't need my boat. And if they want my boat, right. I have other stuff on there to fend them off. If it's a smaller boat, maybe they want your big boat. Well, you know, I, how do you know I'm not going and taking their little boat? I'm just saying. I don't know. Yeah, but at least my odds are reduced by being out in the ocean. Now, I, now the premise I, okay. is, remember, in this scenario, everybody who's infected dies within five years. So, I, yeah. And I can't stay on the water for five years. So then the idea is I want to go to a place where the population was limited geographically. And I don't mean out in Colorado Hills because anybody anywhere in the United States can get to that spot should they choose. I want to get to Yeah, you're going to some tiny island in the middle of the Pacific where there's only 3,000 people to start with. That's right. And then I only got to deal with 30 of or 300 of those people, right? 10%? Right. And that's if they all survive from the ones I that turn. If it's a universal Yeah, yeah, right. I got you. And then so now I have an island and I have a boat full of people that have either presumably they have survived and I can restart the human race. Okay. Right. It's not just about me looking out for mine. I'm thinking about the whole planet. Oh, you are. You're such a, you're such a giver. <laughs> I'm going to rebuild the population of the planet. <sighs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Except for when all the people you took statistically are going to be zombies. No, those are, those go overboard. They're gone. I know, but the people that you steal, statistically 90% of them are going to be zombies. Yes, that is true. So if you've got a ship that holds 40 people. Well, the, no, like 40 people, like you they live. You got four of them. You got four of them. No, no, no. And not, it not holds four. That's 40 people living right. I'm going to, I'm going to load up those cages. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, I know your living conditions are, are currently terrible. <laughs> okay. So if you put them all in cages, how do you keep the ones from turning? From eating the other ones that didn't turn. In, you're just going to make sure you're in cages. standing there going, 
they're all in individual cages? Yeah. That's a lot of work. I know. I don't know how you're going to get that many I'm, individual cages put together in three I'm days worried. I'm that wor- are going to hold zombies. <laughs> I'm worried about that. I'm not going to lie. That's. I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. I think there's, that's a loophole there. No, I, that's a lot of welding and stuff like that. No, I'm thinking like, I, it'll I be like know. dog crates. They don't have to be big. <laughs> dog crates. Yeah. You're just shoving people into dog crates yes. for three days? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. Well, technically, I'm just having to contain you're just, them. Your plan is just as flawed as no, mine. No, right? that's almost never true. Oh, it's always mine true. Is, you just don't want to believe mine it. Mine is unreasonable for three days, but then- I'm everybody's savior. They'd probably, oh, they probably. Because that's what you want to be. That's really what it boils down to. Uh, <laughs> you want to be like <laughs> the savior of the human race. I do, Mister Borson. Who doesn't? Oh my God! I, uh, the, I don't. You don't want. Oh. You don't want to save the human race. No, I like to be the last one standing at this. Point. You just want to look out for you. See, uh, <laughs> I'm looking out for everybody, Andrew. No, you know what? Me. I'll, I'll put you in a cage if it make you feel better. That's fine. Yeah, put me in a cage. In your scenario, you can put and me in a cage. And then you can come on the boat with me. Because if I live- And then we can go to Japan. You, you, you'll need it. <laughs> but if I die, I'm going to wreak havoc. No. Because I knew the plan. I'm going to shoot you in the cage. Ahead of time. Right, there's no, you're, never getting out, you're never getting out of that cage. Oh, I'm, get, I'm getting out of the cage. Not if you turn. I'm sneaky enough. I'm going to get out before I turn. No. And remember, I said they're slow yep. zombies. Because you know what? If they were the fast zombies- I think I'd just take some sleeping pills. <laughs> <laughs> this whole plan changes if they're yeah, if they're okay. the fast zombies. Fine, fine. So you're gonna make Bob's Ark. Yeah, kind at of. first when you said at first when you said cages, I thought you were gonna go get some animals. <laughs> you're gonna be like, I'm gonna get some animals. I did. So I, I would species live. I'm gonna get some dogs. No. I'm gonna get some horses. No. I'm gonna get some cows. I'm gonna get lion. I'm gonna get panther. <laughs> no, actually, I thought about that, and I thought. What animal would I get? I think I settled on goats. Yeah, goats would be good. Yeah. They can provide you like all the way around. Yeah, I thought goats and rabbits. Those would be the two. I'd get a bunch of those. Oh, well, rabbits, man. You'd have like a thousand of those in a week. I know. But then I go, <laughs> I could have like some nice fur lined gloves and you know, I could make a little <laughs> yeah, okay. fur lined right, hat. Fine. You know, since I'm going to, a, apparently I'm going to an ice. Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently you're going somewhere cold. I don't need. You're going to Greenland. You're not going to Tahiti. I got you. No, no. Maybe my bed. My bed will be lined with bunny rabbit. <laughs> I don't know about any of that. I think you could get sheep if you want to do that. Then you could make stuff. You have wool. Okay, maybe there. Yeah, that might be smarter. I didn't think about that. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Here's the thing though about the boat deal. I don't know if I'd want a giant boat. I may have want a smaller boat. Nimble. A nimble boat? Yeah, yeah, a little bit easier, but... I think it, I'd want yeah, a big... But I'd want a steel that... boat, right? I don't want one that, like, it rains. Yeah, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, and there's water coming over the edge. I don't want that. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to have a boat big enough that it wouldn't get tumped over, either. My problem is I'd probably have to have somebody there that knew how to work the boat. I could steer it, right? But if the boat broke down... That's right. I got, I got some mechanics it. in the cage. Yeah, but they're all dead. No, one of them. You, you, I'd get. No, you don't know that. I'd, you don't know I'd that. I'd get ten, and then all ten die. No, statistically, you'd have one would. You'd have nine doctors live and no mechanics. No, I'd I'd have to I'd have to steal like forty people. I'd maybe I'd have to make sure I'd really want a doctor because that just seems to make sense. Maybe I don't I'd know. want engine. I'd want really I'd know. want some engineers, but not like structural engineers or civil engineers. I mean, like proper engineers that know how to like put stuff together, figure out how to. Yeah. Move water, that kind of thing. 
yeah, like mechanics type yeah, stuff. Yeah, build me an aqueduct. Yeah. Look how I talked. Okay. I said, like, build me like I really am the lord of the... <laughs> I know, you are. You just did it there. <laughs> build me an aqueduct. And like Caesar Borson. They're like, the water's right there. I said, build me an aqueduct. <laughs> I know. I want it to come directly to my hut. Yes. I don't want to have to walk over there. Yeah. Be grateful. I saved your I life. I saved you. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. I think they would be yeah. grateful. Oh, They'd be grateful. No, you're so ridiculous. <laughs> They're going to over... At that point, the five people that are left or whatever, they're going to kill you because you're like a terrible dictator. No, I'm not a dictator. I'm super friendly. Oh, my God. You're dead. No. <laughs> I think the gratitude... The living people will kill the you. The gratitude for me saving the lives, would, that would zero out... That would negate the fact that I kidnapped them and stuck them in a dog kennel <laughs> for three days. Yeah, but that doesn't negate the fact that you're like, build me an aqueduct. No, that was a joke. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Build my aqueduct. I said, we should build us an aqueduct. That's how I would That's say it. That's what you said. Uh-huh. That's how I would say it. Okay. I'd say, I'm actually, sure I'd go, that. hey, who wants an aqueduct? Should we do that? And then I'd, we'd vote. It would be a, yeah. demo- it'd be a democracy. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Let's worry about shelter and you know toilets and stuff first. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I think that scenario, though, there's like a million ways for it to play out. And truth be told, right, it really would never matter because it would all, I think no matter what your plans were, they would all go to hell in a handbasket from the minute it, day three. I think the soundest strategies, you got to go someplace that has the least population. For sure. I mean, and if you're assuming, I guess here's the other thing, though, that you didn't talk about is that in five years, the population would be dead. But like, so if I turn into a zombie, does that mean I'm dead in five years? Yeah, you're not infinity zombie. Okay, so it's at some point. You turn into a zombie, and then at some point that process kills you. Yes. Yeah, so it's back to our deserted island scenario. I just got to last five years. Then I can go back. <laughs> That's right. Then you can go back to wherever you were. Find all the people that are still alive. Yeah. That would be a hard... I mean, by that point, they That'd be a hard adjustment, though. kill everybody, but... Right, yeah, if I was on sure. my deserted island, where, like, we've all been getting along really good, maybe we would never leave. Maybe we would have created a utopia. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? And we'll, Depends. And we'll say, hey, five years, it's safe to go home. They're like, no, thanks. We like it here in Bob land. Yeah, we like it here under Mr. Bob. <laughs> it wouldn't be like that, honestly. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. I believe that with your save humanity complex, the savior of humanity. I it wouldn't be like that. I don't that. know why you're- I'd be so gracious. I don't know why you're trying to paint that like that's a bad thing. Me wanting to save the population, like, I should be vilified for to- that. <laughs> I'm not saying you're vilified for it. I'm just saying because you're like, you want to do it because that's who you want to be. Like, yeah, not there's not a kindness of it. It's a there's an egotistical part of no, it. No, like, see, you're I'm the savior of humanity. No, that's that's what, right. That's what you say, me, Bob. I save the world. Okay, there might be some truth to that. <laughs> uh-huh, I know, <laughs> but it, the thought is genuine. I really would like to to save people. I'm not saying the thought's not genuine. I'm just saying the execution. I would like is a little bit skewed. I would no, no. no. I <laughs> I generally want to save everybody, but is it really so bad that I want credit for for saving them? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the part. Maybe a little bit. I don't think Maybe that takes a, away a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'd have to point that out. Oh, uh, I'm sure. I, th- I know that you don't think you would have to point that everybody out. Everybody would know. Hey. You would assume that everybody's going to love you for saving humanity. Not everybody, just the people I saved. Because <laughs> you know what? You know why that's reasonable? Because that's how I would feel if somebody snatched me up and saved me from the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, but here's the thing. You really think about it. So if it's 90% of the population, what are we at? 7 billion right now? Yeah. 
I mean, so what? That's still can you 700, do 700 million? <laughs> that's still a lot of people left on the planet. But people are going to get killed. That's how it goes. Well, yeah, but still. Probably less than 1% of that 10% is going to survive the bloodthirsty, slow-moving zombies. That's just how that I goes. I don't know about that. We'll see. Who knows? That's how that goes. Yeah. Okay. Agree to disagree on some of that stuff. That's fine. That's how we roll. I know. I know. Okay, so we're back. It's a longer version again. Yeah, all, all again, these are extra content on this one. Director's cuts. That's right. So I'd be interested to hear from people who think that am I just completely wrong on this? <laughs> I don't know because we can still talk about it. Yeah, I, I know we still could. We I can do, still debate it. We can still debate it right now. I, I'm struggling with the idea that if I forcibly stick somebody in a <laughs> dog cage <laughs> for three days on the chance that they might become zombies, that when they don't and I let them out that they're going to be grateful that they're you think they're going to be mad at me i'm going to go yeah, you're on the lifeboat i've saved your life this is a precaution you might be mad for a while but you're going to go guess what thanks bro you saved my life mm, yeah maybe and you think that's complete ridiculousness because i know how mad i would be if i got locked in a cage especially if somebody beside me turned into a zombie yeah but they're not getting the cage is protecting you from them as well it doesn't matter on two sides of me and i think that as soon as you let me out i'm going to kill you no and then see, it's going to be my boat <laughs> no See, that's, again, we're getting right back into it. I know we are. I think you're wrong. You're going to see those zombies. You're going to be freaking out and going, oh, my God, that guy's not crazy. He did save my life. Thank you, Captain Bob. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, agree to disagree. All right. So, listeners, I really you need- Chime in. Uh, chime in. Please yeah, chime in. I really need somebody to back me up on but this. But if you, if you chime in on Bob's side, don't chime in. Yeah. No. <laughs> chime in 2X. <laughs> so, since it's the hypothetical show- which I'm going to go ahead and admit that I think that's a very clever title. <laughs> I love it. Because it's really not a show. It, Maybe. Is it not a show? Is it, is it not? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Feels like a show. It's a very dad joke title. When we're editing it, it's going to feel like a show. Well, for sure. So, so those are the top three, in my opinion. Personal picks. Well, our personal picks, because I thought they were too. We had a list of six, and we called them down. Yeah, and we knew that. I started with, I go, these are my favorites. Yes. Another one was the possibility of, in the space station versus the bottom under- of the ocean. Yeah. Which we got rid of that one. Cause that was another one where Andrew got mad at me. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot it. It was monkey in the alley. It was another monkey. That's why I got eliminated. Oh. Cause we didn't want to have two monkeys. That's right. So the other, the other one, the fifth one we put on there was from the let's model get, making, let's get physical episode and had to do with getting attacked by a monkey in an alley. Yes. And we had Andrew Bennett was our guest on that episode. And it was a funny one. I should have picked that one because you actually said I was partially right in that episode. So I should have, <laughs> that one should have been in here just as a monumentous You got occasion. partial, you got partial, I got partial credit. credit for once. I was in awe of what you deemed were spectacular hatchet skills. <laughs> True. Right? Yeah. But we took that one off, not because it wasn't great, because it is great. It's a good one. We took it off because we didn't want to monkey. Couldn't double down on the monkeys. I mean, what are the chances that you think, if you could say, do you think you're going to do two hypotheticals with monkeys, monkeys. in them? <laughs> I'd yeah. say probably not. No. And yet, here we are. Some, yeah, somehow it happened. So there were other ones that were on the list that we took off just because we actually wanted to do some new hypothetical questions. It wouldn't be a very good hypothetical show, I don't think, if we didn't include new hypothetical questions. So we have two new hypotheticals for this episode. So we're going to launch into those and see how we do. First hypothetical question. If life expectancy was changed from 80 years to 400 years, how differently would you live your life? Okay. 
You came up with this one. Yeah, I'm you living a little one. bit longer. Yeah, a lot, a lot longer. A lot longer. The debate that we get into though is, what does that mean? How does that manifest? How does that manifest itself? Am I? Are you just? Am old, I aging so at a old? Thing? Yeah, right. <laughs> Do I age to 100 and then I age to 400, or is it that? Yeah. Instead of the first 100 years, I'm like a 30 year old or a 25 year old. Yeah, 20. Or 20 year old. Right. So yeah. So what we did is we said that it stretches out. We divided it out. So at 100, it's like you've aged to year 20 physically. And at 200, you're at 40 years physically and so on. 300 yes. would be 60. And so your body ages at the same rate over a longer period of time because yes. it falls apart instantly. Yeah. If I get to 100 and I'm, I got 300 years left yeah, as an old, you're decrepit just, person. That'd be rough. That doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Doesn't work. So. But here's the other thing that makes this interesting. Do you learn at the same rate? Well, that's what I was about to ask. How does that work then? Do I spend 100 years in school? Well, you could. That could be part of your answer. But I think that your brain ages at the same rate that it ages now. We're just talking about you. Your physical body. Not your brain. So what you know at 20 years of regular life, you still know at 20 years of regular life, even though you might, you're going to live to 400. You just look like you're You just have physically less, aged. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be kind of tough because you can imagine that, you know, so. Nothing like hitting puberty at 50. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to say that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if your brain's there. Yeah, but the rest of you's not. You're like a six-year-old going, man. What's happening? <laughs> what's up, ladies? Or, hey, dudes. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. That yeah. would be rough. That would be pretty weird and creepy. It's a little weird. So let's ignore that part. I don't want to have that conversation on tape. <laughs> well, because yeah, because I was gonna go. How does where does where does puberty hit? And where do you start? Do I not start dating till I'm 100? All that garbage. It's yeah, weird. I think that makes this question really interesting. Yeah, this could make this one go on for forever, but we have to focus for a long time. Narrow down somehow. Yeah. So this also starts to come back to okay, if you're going from 80 years life expectancy to 400, do you view this as living five lifetimes, or is it just like you spend the first one quarter of that in learning mode. Yeah. And the second quarter of it in development and advancing, like that's when I buy my house or I live. Yeah. Like does it, does everything stretch out in the same kind of proportions as zero to 80 as it would from zero to 400? Or do you go my first lifespan? I go this and I become an architect and I do this until I go, all right, I don't want to do that anymore. Now I'm 80 years old. I'm gonna go back to school and oh, now I thought about that way. And now I'm going to become something else. Uh, maybe I'll be a doctor this time around or a lawyer. Or I have some interest. I think that that would be hard to do it that way. I don't think that's realistic. No, I think it would be difficult. My other question in that would be, is this everyone or is it just me? Back to, is this like a superpower sort of thing? Or is it that everyone on the planet is in this same mode? Because that's a different answer too. If it's just me. Granted, I'll get subjected to science experiments when I'm 100 years old, not like 20, but... Let's make it hard by saying it's just you. So that's an even different sort of thing. Yeah. Because now you would think that you have to like fake your own death. Or people are going to notice that like, maybe the fact that you're not aging like everyone else is. Exactly. How do you... I'm, I'm 24. We have to be like a vampire, right? You just say... You have to move, move around, around a, lot. a lot and you're always 23 for 100 years and the next 100 years, I'm 32. And you move and you move and you move. But I think my first reaction to this would be that I would just slow everything down. In other words, I'm not, I mean, if I got 400 years, I'm not going to be in a hurry to do stuff. And by that, I mean, like, I'm not going to be so worried about time, especially if it's just me. 
Yeah, but you're not going to slow down like if you go, I'm going to go to school because I want to become a linguist. I want to get a degree in Germanic studies well, or something. Well, but if I had to move around a lot for 30 years or 50 years, I could keep going to college and just start over. I could get a degree from Harvard. I could get a degree from MIT. Yeah, but those are all happening at the same rate. Like, it doesn't take longer for you to get a degree from college then as it would now. I know, but if I'm moving... You're just getting more of them. I'm just getting more of them. So I'm going to learn more and more and more. So I would go from one place to the next place to the next place to the next place. And then that way I could study whatever I wanted to for a while. I was really hoping that this... I wanted to veer away from like superpower questions for a while. And this is, it's turning into, it's this, getting there. It's like, of. this is a vampire question yeah. is what this has turned into. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know though. Like I think. Cause you still have to pay for all these college degrees that true. you're getting. This is true. So how I don't do you, know how you do that. Yeah. So you're spending part of your life making investments and you get that money because the longevity of them. So now you're the equivalent of a 20 year old, but you have the life savings and earnings of a 100 year old. Yeah. And so now you have the ability to bequeath it to the next iteration, your of child yourself. of yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. I think the hard part though, right, is if is it's that first hundred years. If I'm the only person that does it, if it's just me, that first hundred fifty years is gonna be really, really hard to keep the secret. Maybe you don't even know. You don't know that you're gonna live to be four hundred. Well, yeah, but as I'm if I'm not aging the same, something's gonna be up. So your parents are in on this too. I guess. I don't know. Somehow. Something's going to be weird. There's a lot of meat on the bone on this question. And then we're going to end up in the science lab stuck with needles and stuff. How do you avoid that? See? I know. More, that's back to superhero stuff. Back to needles I don't in do the that. brain. You should avoid all that. So now you've become kind of living the life of a recluse because you're trying to not do things that bring attention to yourself. Yeah, but that's because you added it that it's me the only person that is this way. That's if what we, makes it more interesting. I guess that's flip the it to everybody. That's what makes it the superpower. We flip it to everybody. If it all of human race is that way, then but, I think but, it becomes But then different. you're just going to do what everybody does. Uh, okay. Right? And so it's not you figuring out how to live your life for this longer lifespan. You're just just like it is now. You're just doing like from this age to this to age, age you, you go to that. school and yeah. from this age to this age you, you know, get married and have so. kids or all right. so, so it's more interesting when it's just you, but then it becomes more of a needles in your brain. Yeah, how do you more of a superpower? How thing. do you how do you how not do you let people it? know this? Okay, so what if you did it like this? What if there was a segment of the population, like ten percent of the population, all had this? Yeah. So there's enough to where they're not black bagging you to needle your brain. <laughs> yeah. Right, because I'm not looking over my shoulder all the time. To yeah, there's a hundred million people on the planet that live to be four hundred. Yeah. But next thing you know, they're the ones that are going to be in charge of everything. Exactly. Yeah, they're going to be the power source. I mean, I've seen a couple of movies like that, actually. Science fiction movies where that's that's Dang how it. it works. So, And then all the other people are just poor schlubs. They they have to. They're the worker bees. Yeah, exactly. That the 400s. 400s. Yeah, they live longer. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. But what do you do about relationships? Yeah, I think that's tough too, right? What about having kids? What if, okay, so there's 10% of the population, but there's no guarantee that if you have a child that they're going to inherit this from you? Yeah. Do you have kids? Not have kids? I think that's an interesting question too. Is like I think, I think I still would. Yeah. Would you really? Because then you'd have to watch them get old and die while you're like, I'm 25. Ba, ba, da, ba, da. And you're going out partying with them. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, for sure. Till they're 40 and then you still out partying and they're going, dad, I got to stay home. I think that if there's a segment of the population that lives 400 years that the constraints or social mores that are in place that say you can only have one family at a time. I would kind of change. Like you think you'd have more than one family at a time? It's possible. Interesting. Because at some point, are you still with your now 
like 80 year old wife, wife when I'm look like I'm 20, 22 years old. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe That's she's true. still around and you're taking care of her because you're a good person. Yeah. But you're starting to go on dates again. Yeah. Or you're starting to go out and you have a different kind of life because let's admit it. I live my life a lot differently now as a 50 year old than I did when I was 22 years old. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and I don't think that the needs or the interests that I had when I was 22, like, do your interests change at the same rate? Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. do, you, right, do yeah. you mentally become kind of that older person when you're 50, when you live 400 years? Or are you still, you know, mentally, you're still invigorated like a 17 year old at that point? Well, I don't know. Because we started the question with your brain advances. In the same way. In the same now. way, right? So maybe not. I mean, maybe physically. Because, you know, I think even, let's say if I'd lived for 150 years, I don't know that I'm going to be hanging out with somebody that's only lived 20 years. That's rough, right? Yeah, there's some, <laughs> there's some problems there. I mean, you know, I think that would be difficult. So I don't know. You, maybe you have to get past that part of, yeah, I look like I'm 20, but I want to hang out with somebody that's 80. I don't know. I bet you go through that process once or twice and then you quit. And then you become a more solitary person. I think the older you get when you live for that long, you either seek out people who are like you. Which I think that would be what you would end up doing, right? I'm going to find another one of the 10% people that's... Yeah, all the 400s end up with one other. Other 400s, yeah, probably. You know what happens when the 400s get together and they have a non-400 child? That'd be tough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just throw them off a rock. <laughs> right? Like the Spartans used to do. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to go bad. Or you just you end up having like 300 kids because you're just going to keep trying till you have another 400. I think that's a, as two men discussing this. Yeah. I'm not so sure that if it was two women, the idea have of the having same. 300 <laughs> kids would be right. I, I, they're like, this is true. That's not happening. That's probably true. Granted, how long does it take to birth a 400er? If normal pregnancy is nine months, how long is 400 pregnancy? Oh God. You know, like, is it like elephants? It's like three years or whatever. Hard pass. I'm sure they'd be like, nope. They're like, yeah, I'm not doing that. That turned out to be a much more interesting question than I originally thought. I thought it was going to be good, but this could. It could go on forever. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I could keep talking about this for Me a long too. time longer. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to go with it. But we're going to put a pin on it. You know, if you're listening to this and you want to say, hey, this is what I think it would be, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. Chat us up on this one. Yeah, because I, I don't know how to conclude it. Is what I'm struggling with at this point. Yeah, how do we say, okay, well, this is what it would, yeah. This is how it would be. I think all we've done is just like set the Ask rules. More questions. And that was the end of yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Well, we've brought up more questions than we yeah, answered. There are no answers to this. Okay, the second hypothetical question is this. If you weren't beholden to making a certain amount of money, how differently would your life look? And so I came up with this question. And the reason I brought it up is I wanted to have like a lifestyle question that we could debate you know and the idea is that this really in my mind speaks to being a content individual that you don't have the monetary pursuits that drive your motivations right like i need this type of job because i want to drive this type of car or live in this type of house or go on these types of vacations mm -hmm. it's almost like amish people right you're like the, maybe that's an assumption but yeah it is an assumption because i don't know but the idea that i get my contentment from things that can't be bought which is very an idyllic way to look at how sure. you could live your life sure in my mind it translates mm -hmm. into a slower simpler way and the question could go to well could you be happy without having these kind of 
pursuits in your life. You know, goals are important for driving people through yeah. their lives. And this suggests that you've achieved all your goals. Like if you're content, this is what I do. I live on a beautiful piece of land in a remote area and I hunt and I trap and I live simply. And this is the basics, the simple things in life, relationships with the people, my loved ones are around me. I'm not worried about, well, I, I need money because I got to buy gas so I can drive into here because my daughter's got this thing. And this, it's the idea that you're getting rid of all this layer of, of trappings on your life and you're content with the things that you have. That does not necessarily translate that, like for you, you might say, well, I didn't picture myself living in a cabin eating rabbits for dinner. Mm-hmm. It's not like I eat rabbits now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's why I use that as an example. Monkeys. Yeah. Anyway. That's really the question in my mind is if money was not part of your bandwidth, would your life look different than it does now? Yeah. What, do you, what is your answer to this question? Because I, I want to hear what your response is so that I can try to figure out how mine, what I think is fits in with what you're saying. Because my question is, is so if it's not simply we're trying to live a life that's not about money, correct? Yeah, you're not trying to live like a Franciscan monk. No, yeah, I get that. But I mean, if money's not a part of it, though, am I still limited by what I can do? Because of money? Yeah. The question isn't that like you have so much money that it's not a concern. It's that whatever you do and the amount of money that comes with the thing that, say you're a bagger at the grocery store. Yeah. That the salary that that pays is enough for you to be content. To be content in your life. And so the question is, what would I do? Or am I okay with that? Or Well, it was how, how would it, how differently would your life look? Yeah. You answer. Because you got nothing. Well. We started talking about this originally. My thought process was different a little bit because I interpreted the question a little bit differently. Because you still said it would be my same life with my kids and things I have to do. And it's not like I'm scot free. But I mean, my question would be is could I be scot free if I didn't need them? I mean, I'm not saying because I had so much money, but if I just didn't need the money. Well, okay, let me paint it to you differently. Because here's part of what this is. Maybe you have the job you have because it pays in the bracket I want to get. you yeah, need sure, in order it. to live the type of life you want. Sure. And the reason I was thinking about this, my wife and I have gone on trips on occasion. And one of them, first time this really kind of, I started thinking about this was several years ago. We went up to a family reunion. We're in like somewhere in remote Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And we're just driving through what looked like countryside to me, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Pittsburgh, but it was just a regular town. Yeah. And everything looked very idyllic. Mm -hmm. It looked very slow. Mm -hmm. It looked very calm. Like the houses weren't spectacular. They weren't grandiose, but they were nice. They were well taken, well taken care, care of. of. Yeah. They didn't have a neighbor living three feet. You know, they didn't have the echoing bedroom windows. Yeah. So they had space around them. Mm -hmm. And when we made that drive, I was in a time in my life where work was very stressful. It was kind of unpleasant. And I go, you know, I wish I had a simpler, slower life. I wish that like when I came home at the end of the day, my day was done, done, that I didn't have to have the pressure and the stress associated with deadlines that were just always there. You can always do more. And part of this I know is self-inflicted. Like right yeah. now, I have deadlines that are associated with the blog and the podcast, purely elective, yeah, right? I, I put know. those on myself. On and there are times when I get frustrated with the life that I've chosen because like my daughter goes to an exceptionally good school. Yes. And it ain't cheap. 
And I feel a responsibility as a provider of my family that, hey, suck it up, do your bit, because this is what's important. This is how we live our life now. Mm-hmm. And I can't just say, hey, guess what? Chuck it in. Yeah. I'm going to move out to the countryside and. You're going to go to a run- one room schoolhouse. Yeah. And go to a nine to five job to where all my pleasure and enjoyment life comes from just being with friends and family and. And like taking on little things. Like I hardly do chores anymore because I list my list of priorities and manual labor chores. Yeah, I don't have time for that. So I'll pay somebody to mow the grass. Yeah. Well, I actually kind of used to like mowing the grass. Yeah. Back to thinner days, actually. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's back to freer days. That's what it is. I don't mow my grass anymore either. I used to, but I have a lawnmower, but I bet it doesn't start anymore because it's been sitting in the shed for years. But. I think it's a freer time. And I understand that idea that you had while I'm driving through there. There are days where I'm like, yep, I wish I was a greeter at Walmart. Yeah. Because I could just say, hey, how you doing? Dad? You know, it would be like carefree. It's less responsibility. And that's kind of what it comes down to is like responsibility of it. You feel like there's so much responsibility that you have to take on and deal with. Yeah. Obviously, there's some jobs that are on this planet that when you leave, you're done. You're done. Until you go back the next day to continue. Continue that work. What those yeah. tasks are. Sure. And I go, could I fulfill myself doing a job that had the level of responsibility that ceased when I walk out the door? And I don't know that that's actually true. Like if you could manage it? Yeah. Within your personality? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So if I have a different job, what could I be fulfilled with a punch in the clock kind of job? Because that suggests to me, and this is, this is ivory tower thinking. I could be say something that I'm well aware it could be incredibly offensive to some people that are out there. Yeah. That somehow I'm putting what they do on a lower rung in life because it doesn't have the same kind of pressures that my job, or at least the perception of my job that I bring with me. Yeah. I, I'm aware of that. But when I think of it, it's the idea that I can come home and I can talk to my wife. I can check in on my daughter. Yeah. I'm not coordinating. Well, I'm supposed to be here and do this thing. So like right now, we're wrapping up this podcast and my wife and daughter, I'm sure, are trying to tiptoe around the house because my wife's got to bring my daughter to a thing that's happening this afternoon. Yeah. I'm not part of that. Yeah. Because I haven't doing this. Mm-hmm. I think the real thing is there's a question about my life doesn't revolve around working. Yeah. Are you saying yours doesn't? No, or I'm that's saying the that's, question? that's sort of the, the idea. Because a punch the clock kind of job, and again, I have no problem with that kind of job. I understand your statement. And I'm not saying you do either, but that's a level of, my life doesn't revolve around work. And I think for some of us, it starts to be, especially I think the older you get, it starts to be that way. Depending on what kind of job that you do, that your life really starts to become all about work in a way and you miss out on certain things. I think that's tough. See, originally my answer for this question was I would just go travel the world and do odd jobs wherever I was at. Like I wouldn't have a job job. I would go and, I'd spend three months here and I'd, you know, whatever. Yeah. And if you need to paint houses while you're wherever that place is. so that's what I do. To me, being content and not being worried about money, that's where my life evolves to is being some sort of like nomad. Vagrant. Yeah. Who just does what they have to do to make the money they need to survive. A hobo. And you move. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not a hobo, but you know, because I'm not afraid of work. I don't care about working. I'll paint houses. I'll pick up garbage. I'll bag groceries. I'll do whatever. If I, that's what I needed to do, but for me, there would be the freedom in, I'm going to go spend you know, six months in Brazil and I'm going to go spend a year in Malaysia or whatever and just do what I need to do to make ends meet 
Sure. In a less stressful manner. I will say that the people that currently have those sorts of jobs probably look at it and say, there's stress in not being able to pay your bills when you have a job that pays minimum wage. Yeah, I understand that. My take on that is that my bills are much lower. Living somewhere to sleep and food to eat, and that's kind of all I would have. Sure. Now you're describing life where you go, I get rid of all the trappings of yes. my life. All the trappings, like everything, yeah. which is not possible. I know that. But yeah. if we're talking about me being content with not worrying about money, it becomes something like that where I get rid of all of that stuff. Yeah. See, and I stop short of that. I, my scenario, I end up having a slower life and I'm able to find contentment in just doing a job well, as opposed to having a certain job that requires me to perform at a very specific level because I get paid a certain amount because I have certain levels of bills that I have to cover. Sure. Because I'm not in that level where I make so much more money than I actually need that well, I'm not there I, don't, I, don't, I don't think about it, right? Yeah, no, I think about it all the time. Yeah, I mean, there are people that I know that they do well enough to where... Yeah, they don't have to do that. They still have stresses in their life. I think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm, everybody does. And yeah, I don't this, think... Yeah. At the root, this question is, how do you get rid of the stresses? And it, it would force the person who's trying to answer this question into identifying what are the things that are stressful for them. Well, I think it goes back to maybe some of our Christmas list stuff from yesterday about wanting so much stuff. If I could get rid of all my stuff, that'd help. That'd be a start. Well, in that capacity, it's kind of funny because on our list of stuff is a way to put more stuff into stuff. We have bags. <laughs> bags, I know, right? I need to a be way able to, to tote around more stuff. I need to carry my stuff around. So it's a hypocrite question. <laughs> in lots of ways. I think it's an interesting question. Again, there's multiple ways to come at it about what does that really mean? What are you really asking? Right. How do you be content? But it sounds like the answer is how do you be content with less? Yeah, that's really what this question is. And that's something that actually I've been trying to figure out for the last 20 years. Me for a little, not quite that long, but here lately it becomes a bigger question. Yeah. Well, here in a moment of like just really pulling the curtain back, I actually went to go talk to a therapist when I was 30 years old. That's why I know hmm. since I was 30 years old. Because I wanted to know why I couldn't be content with the way things were. I was like, whenever I set a goal and then I achieve it, where's that moment of saying, I did it? I don't experience that sense of accomplishment. I instantly identify the next rung, the next target, the next goal instantly. Mm -hmm. And I never take a moment to appreciate the moment I'm in and say, I accomplished this. I'm aware. That happened when I got licensed. I was like, I should have gotten licensed a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Three years sooner or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when I got my fellowship? Oh, well, you know. I'm doing something that nobody else is doing, not because it's important or special, just I'm the only one that's doing it. Yeah. Right? I don't have this moment of going. I actually made it. I accomplished something. Yeah. I'm not a- Feel good about it for a little bit. And despite the fact that how narcissistic the podcast or the blog site may seem like, I don't take compliments very well. Yeah. And even when people say, oh, this is what this is, I go, anybody could do it. You know? Yeah. And that's just how I am. And- it got to be so bad, at least when I became kind of like is always there. And I thought maybe I need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. So I went to go see a therapist when I was 30 years old. Now it didn't last long because I thought they were idiots. <laughs> Proof of the point. Sure. Yeah, 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 I got gotcha. it. I know. And uh, well, not surprised. Well, they hijacked the reason I went in there and told oh, me. Oh, and try to figure out some other things. That yeah. They help said you be a better person. And you said, no, nah, I don't need that. No, they said you're ADHD and you need to just take brain chemistry pills oh, and yeah. your life will be what it should be. Yeah. Well, that's not always the answer. No. And you know what? I said, okay, I'll give that a shot. 
and I turned into the biggest jerk you've ever seen in your life. I was like, this is terrible. Even more, even worse. Even worse. <laughs> yeah, because now I got I'm like jokes. I got I'm like jokes. fifty things going on, and it tempers the directness of any one thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And when I took the that, fifty, keeps you better. Yeah, and then when I took the medicine, and I was just like, all my energies were focused on like the thing I was doing. Yeah, it was too tip of the spear. Yeah, it was too much. Yeah, I could see that. I thought I can't. I mean, no one could. No be, one wants that. No one. You. Yeah. No, but it's too much. Yeah, I'm well aware. No, I know. That's interesting. I figured they would get into something else, you know, try to solve your problems another way. That's the only problem I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I okay. think that's a wrap. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna call that a wrap. <laughs> Thank you for being with us today for the hypothetical episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, and we really hope you did. Please head over to Apple Podcasts or your listening app of choice, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and hit the subscribe button so you can get fresh new episodes delivered every two weeks to your player of choice. While you're there, please leave us some feedback. And if you would, leave us a five, what would you do if this happened star rating? Nice. Be sure to visit the original lifeofanarchitect.com for show notes, links, info, and photos from this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone, and happy holidays. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers.